the Cool Beans Podcast with the coolest host around. Welcome to this week's Cool Beans Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Manili, with my co-host, Asa Perret. What's up? Asa. My co-host, Asa. What's up, dude? I don't know if you want them to know your last name. Uh, did you tell them your last name? Yeah, I did. Then that's fine. Okay, so Asa Perez. Yeah, Asa Perez. Uh, so no, you know, let's just let's just add Xavier. Okay, yeah, just make it real specific. So I'll just tell, tell him my middle name's Jacob. All right, fine. We'll, we'll, since we're going balls deep, I had sex when I was forty. And I had sex when I was fifteen. Okay. All right. Okay, so movies, right? Yeah, so we're talking about our favorite movie villains. And we both decided together uh, to start with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, fantastic villain. Silence of the Lambs, and also Red Dragon and Hannibal were his movies. How did you like him in Hannibal? Uh, I haven't seen Hannibal in a long time. Is that the one at the end of the movie where he feeds the kid the brain? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I love weird. I love that part because that that's that's great when he feeds the kid the brain. He's like, he's like, oh, what exactly does he say? The kid's like, ooh, what's that? And he's like, ooh, it's one of the greatest delicacies. Yeah, and it's terrible. Uh, what I liked about it was that he had her drugged up whenever he fed her the brain too. If I remember correctly, I don't know if I did. Uh, yeah, that was a very very uh, interesting villain in that movie. Even though uh, in Silence of the Lambs he played a bunch bigger. In Silence of the Lambs he played a bunch like, like the way he played that. Was, he he didn't he win an Oscar for that performance? I don't remember actually. I believe I uh, believe he did, and he only had like what fifteen minutes in the movie or something. I I don't really know. All I know is that he stole the show. Oh, he definitely because did. Because every time, every time Anthony Hopkins is on the screen, it's fantastic because he's. Captivated a lesser, a lesser version of Anthony Hopkins, but when he played um, the rag person in Silence of the of uh, not Silence of the Lambs in a Silent Hill movie 3D, Anthony Hopkins. Did? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Anthony Hopkins, wasn't it? I don't know. He was I he was in the that. water, and he was like saying, "The spirits have awakened. The spirits have awakened." I didn't know. Uh, I didn't pay too much attention to those movies because I was mad at them because they didn't, they weren't made correctly. Ah, uh, okay. There's so much potential for those movies. Well, anyways, back to Anthony Hopkins and yes. Silence of the Lamb. Fantastic. What, Fantastic when, movie villain. What did you like about him? Okay, just, just his presence, like, that he gave off that he was evil, like, without even trying. Like, he just... He had a little hints in here because he was he was he was civilized. That's what I liked about him. He wasn't he wasn't like a a beast, even though he ate people. That's true. He did go off a sinister aura while at the same time being a civilized, refined man. beast. Yes, yes. That, yeah, that's yeah, very good. And uh, here's another villain we both enjoyed is uh, the Heath Ledger version of the Joker in the Dark Knights. How can you not just talk about that? He's a fantastic villain. Because you know, he doesn't yesterday. portray the Joker as in the comic book Joker. He play, portrays his own version of the Joker that everyone's been trying to capture since. Yeah, and it is fantastic. Be- I think so. Because if you if you really look into it, I know the Joker has many origins, which is what was the best part of that. was the, To me, the best part of that Joker was how he never stuck to one story. 
he said, you want to know how I got these stars? And it always changed. And it fits, fits so well with the idea of Joker. Because if you took it from the animated series, the, in the Joker and Joker in the animated series where Mark Hamill played, he was more cartoony. In The Dark Knight, he was realistic. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think one thing that I really liked about the Dark Knight movie, Bill, he was a great villain because Batman was a great hero as well. And they really play this uh, duality kind of they thing. They played off they each, other very to well. each other Yes, yes. And the scenes, whenever they are together, are actually some of my favorite scenes personally. Because if you've ever watched the scene where they're in the interrogation room and Joker's talking to Batman and he's getting inside his head, and it, you can tell that Batman is like, he has a point here. Yeah, it, You can tell that it's going through his head. He's, he's, and Joker's, he's telling him exactly what he's thinking. And Joker's talking to Joker him knows like, a, he's like an equal. Like when people yes. talk to Batman, they don't talk to him like they're equal to Batman. They talk to Batman like, they talk like up he's greater. Yeah, yeah, they, but like Joker was the first person to talk to him like, oh, we're on the same playing field. It's like you and me, we're not like everybody else. We don't play by the same rules. And that's what's fantastic because there's a there's a lot of stuff about that character that make well that entire dynamic, especially in that movie, that really makes that villain pop as well as the hero pop. And that's a fantastic movie overall, I'd say. But if you want to get into the dynamic, definitely could because there's so much in that that I really, really do enjoy. And I know everybody does enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, it's one it's one it of the fun. best movies of all time, The Dark Knight. I would agree. And now I feel like we uh. We have failed uh, Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal ah, and not getting... <laughs> well, we, we got a lot of villains to go through, so I'm just rushing through them, and then we can get back and talk about what... Well, I guess, points. I guess we'll, people will know who we really like. Yeah, exactly. What we like about them. Which, which we do... We, I feel like we talked about Hannibal a lot. We enjoyed what we talked about. So let's talk about one that I, I have mixed feelings about because yeah. I feel like he was too popular... For what he was, which he was a great villain, don't get me wrong, but Thanos from the Infinity Saga. You thought he was too popular? I thought he was too popular. I, few people, Wait, too, Thanos, too many people agreed with him. I, okay, I don't agree with that, that his uh, whole idea of that, but his, uh, on, his on-screen presence was pretty great. As portrayed by, who, who portrayed him? Was it, uh, it was uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Every time he was on yes, the screen, he captured, uh, was mesmerized. Like the, that first movie, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, not Endgame, but Infinity, Infinity War. He's, that was yeah. the Thanos movie. That was not the Avengers movie. That was Thanos' movie. He was the protagonist. Yeah, that's, he was the protagonist of that movie. He did. That's the best way to look at it. He was the propelling force of that movie. And the antagonist of that movie was the Avengers. And that's what makes it so good because we got a lot of characterization in our uh, villain. And it was a very, is a much deeper Marvel movie than the other ones. I don't know, some people will say it's just kind of stupid for you to say, but uh, it really did add some depth oh, to the Marvel it, it universe that I think it definitely it did. did. I agree with you because that's something that the Marvel universe lacks is depth because it's very surface level. Just like how you say in Civil War, it's pretty plain to see what it's about. Well, freedom versus security is something that uh, is a very important issue, but it's not the uh, overarching issue that I think is the biggest. Uh, I think it's still too small of a thing to fight over. Now, let's move on to another villain. Uh, it seems like we're sticking with superhero villains besides Hannibal so far, because I'm about to go to one of my personal favorites. Han- 
Oh, you want to talk about him? Yeah, let's oh, talk, about, let's Hans talk Gruber. about Hans Gruber. And he, Dude. he had, the, the person who plays Hans Gruber has two places on the hard list. Dude, Hans Gruber is so fucking great. And whenever I first saw him, I knew I liked Hans Gruber. Yes. He's like, ladies and gentlemen. He was so funny. And I loved... He had presence. I loved how they, the, the villain, Bruce Willis, the hero, and Hans Gruber, the villain, they don't know what they look like. But, like, and then Hans Gruber pretends to be an American when he meets Bruce Willis's character. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man, they, that's kind of strange how they actually have a rapport, isn't it? Yeah, because they they, they, they didn't just even talk know each over other. a walkie-talkie. That's how they know each other. So they don't know what they look like. Oh, that's an interesting. So yeah, when so when Hans true. Gruber first meets um Mc, uh, John McClane, he um he acts like a hostage himself. Yeah, it is true, and he's like, uh, he puts on that accent. Hey, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I saw that movie. I loved Hans Gruber because one of my favorite things about him is, you remember whenever he uh, he was talking about Alexander the Great, and he said something along the lines of, and he wept because there were no more lands to conquer? Yes. And it made it seem like he had this overarching plot, this big thing that he wanted to achieve, but in the end, what he really wanted was just money. It's funny. Yeah, and That's I actually... loved how he made it. He was smart. Because he made it seem like a terrorist attack, when really in the end he was just a, ro- a simple bank robber. <laughs> oh, that's actually funny. okay. Let's talk because... about. Oh, you want to continue? Hold on, hold on one sec. That's a... Let's hold on one sec. That's not. I, I don't know how that doesn't subvert expectations. Oh, in some it definitely because... did. And I, I... let's think about the over the topness. Like he he the went 80s. in over the top because it was an eighties movie, and I watched a Netflix show about this movie. It was a little documentary uh, talking about how nobody wanted to do this movie, and they had to get Bruce Willis because he was the only one willing to do it. And Bruce Willis was like, hey, let's make it funny. And uh, the original script was supposed to be a, a 60-year-old man, was, uh, was John McClane. Really? Yep. And it was about his uh, daughter. He was losing touch with his daughter or something. Let's go. You want to go on to the next villain? Because I would like to talk about um, Clarence, Clarence from RoboCop, Ooh. who was also the antagonist of that '70s show as well. Oh, oh, wow! You're gonna go that far, huh? Well, I remember you mentioning that when we were talking about this list, so I thought I'd bring it up. So let's let's define what an antagonist is in this instance. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, and tell our audience what antagonist is then? Why don't you? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, paper. Rock. That's not fair. <laughs> All right, hold on. All right, an antagonist is someone who actively opposes the protagonist. In its truest definition. Yes. So if we're going to go by that, then he, Red, is definitely an antagonist. Yes. Or he's an antagonistic force. But we're talking about Clarence from RoboCop. Yes, we are. And why is he the antagonist of RoboCop 1? Man, are you kidding me? Uh, Okay, here's why. I watched that 70s show before I saw RoboCop. (laughs) So you already had, like, (laughs) pre-thoughts on uh, this character Clarence? 
Yeah, look at him. He just comes across as a bad guy. He just walks around like he's the bad guy, too. It, it, he he walks around perfect, guy. and he owns the plates, too. Even when he's talking to the rich yeah. people, he owns them. Yeah, that's what's great. And he, he's not the bad guy. He's probably, like, just some... He's just some common Regular guy. That just, just happens yeah. to be a gun dealer. That's like Voss in Fallout 3. Oh. Not even the main bad guy. I mean, Far, Far Cry 3? stole the show. Yeah, Far Cry 3, yes. Yes. Excuse All me. right, so... Uh, here's one that you, you said, uh, because this in this instance, he's the protagonist of his show, Light Yagami. Oh, what you think that? Oh yeah, yeah. Light is a great anime yes. villain. Yes, he, he he is the antithesis of L. Oh, dude, we can. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think he's great because he's got defined goals and what he wants, and you know, <laughs> it's it's fantastic because he's got all this stuff that he's trying to achieve and he just kills people to do it and it's wrong yes but he's going about it in just like the worst way and he just goes to this horrible arc of a character and you just see how low he's and come. it's crazy because it's, he starts off as a generally good guy who he, he refused to use the notebook at first and, and then he was like uh, i guess i'll give it a try and then it works and that's when the corruption starts you know what's interesting about that someone pointed out that uh, whenever Ryuk comes to collect, you know, whenever Ryuk meets Light for the first time, Light actually think he's come. He came to kill yeah, him yeah. because he used the death it's note. Crazy. And he willingly stands up and says, and "All right, we should kill say me. we're talking about the animated version of Light Yagami." This this is applicable to the same thing. Well, they, they changed the story in in um the movie, the Netflix movie. Oh, oh, you're talking about okay, yeah, yeah, let's. Animated, if we're talking about Shonen Jump, yeah. Death Note, yeah. fantastic. But uh, what's interesting about that is uh, he stands up and he says, all right, take me. I'm prepared to die, basically. And he says, what? I'm not going to do anything to you. That's your notebook. And then that right there is this part where he doesn't have to pay for any of his yes. actions. And that's he, all in episode that's one. That's all he needed was that little push to be like, so there's no consequences? Which... And then we he learn just goes at the, fucking we crazy. Learn there is consequences. That his soul yes. doesn't go to um, heaven or hell. It goes to the Shinigami world. Hey, which ending did you prefer? The, uh, I, like the manga, I think, I preferred. Yeah, I, you like the like manga? I started, I, that one was I started pretty good. with the anime, but after I went back and read the end, like because of you is the reason why I read the end of the manga. Because you said the ending was really good in the manga, so I, I took a I took it a is. look at the ending and I thought, well, I, I I like this. This is a good this, this is a good end cap. It's different. It is different, yes. And they add to it. What I like about the anime ending is uh, they kind of redeem him almost. It's like he's reflecting that, on that's everything. That's what I liked about the manga is they did not redeem him at all. Yeah, but what I liked is that. Uh, at the end when he's just running away it's like he's trying to deal with it all it's like what have i done basically and i love that it's like you know you're paying for that shit dude that's that's happening and it's like all that stuff just finally hit him because now there is consequences now that leads into the, my next villain who i feel like he has hmm. a very good um reason for what he does because of society in that world and that's magneto from the x-men 
Because yeah, he, he is, to, to mutants, he's kind of a hero, wouldn't you say? Yeah, to, to, to mutants, Because he's yes. all about uh, mutant kind. So, in, there's a comic book called uh, God Loves a Man Kills. Yes. And, uh, oh, I haven't read it yet. I've got it, though, which is terrible. I've read the first five panels. But anyway, there's a scene where this Magneto finds this dead mutant. And uh, he's reflecting on it. He feels bad because he couldn't save the mutant. He didn't come there in time. That that mutant didn't find him in time. And that's something that I think is really great. He's very anti-heroic. He's almost like Martin Luther King in a way. I would say he's more Malcolm uh, X. Uh, you think he's more yeah, Malcolm X? Yeah, I would say, I would say that, um, that, um, that uh, Xavier is, um, is, uh, is more Malcolm – or is more uh, – John, the one you said. Sorry, I can't think. What, Martin yeah, Martin, he's more Martin Luther King, and uh, Magneto is more Malcolm X. You know, you're not, you're not, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and I just think I thought that scene was really great because it showed that Magneto is a is a person inside. He may be a mutant, but he's a person inside, and he does care for mutants because they're persecuted or, and they're just. For having a special gene, and I think that's what makes him powers. a great villain is because he has a great yeah. reason for doing what he does. Yeah, it, it'd be the same like if Malcolm X was like a villain or something. Which I'm not. We're not saying fantastic. Malcolm X is a villain. <laughs> no, no, oh no, no. Oh wait, we should probably let's cut that out. <laughs> I just want. So let's just say. So let's just say something along those lines. Uh, they made a movie, and Malcolm X was the hero of it. Yeah, you you probably see the same quality in him. Yes, that that heroic. Now quality let's move on to someone who caring. isn't heroic in whatever in any possible way. He is probably the most despicable characters ever invented, and that's Cartman. Really, you think Cartman's despicable? Uh, do you not? He's just a he child. He fed some dude's parents to him in a bowl of chili. Then had a band come and make fun of him for crying. In his, in his defense, children are basically sociopaths until you teach them right from wrong. Yes, but you also and have his to, mom did not teach him right from wrong. You also have to think these children are children forever. The only time they have aged is when they went to the fourth grade. Oh, we did get to see an older Cartman. We remember? did. When 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 did this happen? Remember whenever they started sending their oh, future yes. uh, I people yep, living with right. them? Yep. Forgot all about that. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch that episode. Okay, so what, what's your opinions on Cartman? I love Cartman. Because every time he... No, you know what? He's probably the hero of the show. I'm not even going to call him a villain because he lets everything Oh, happen. you're the one that put him on the <laughs> list! Yeah. Because that right there is where he is the villain, and that's why it's great because he's so methodical and shit. It's uh, he... <sighs> and then the time whenever he put butters in an underground bunker just so he could go to Castle Bonita, oh, that was and they great. found him. He still went through everything. Yes. He, Castle so, Bonita, so it worth Castle it. Bonita. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our next villain. Uh, here, here, you choose the next one. Oh, I was fine with you oh, choosing. Okay. Uh, then I would like to talk about uh, Frank Costello from The Departed, played by Jack Nicholson. 
No, you can you can tap the floor okay. with this one. So the reason why Frank Costello is such a great villain is because he plays the field. He owns the cops and he just he's a great mobster and he knows every angle. And he hires a cop to kill another cop just to, so the information wouldn't get out that he was working with that dirty cop. He even after his death, he still played the field. I'm gonna have to rewatch Departed. It's a good movie. You gotta rewatch it. Okay, uh, so it's been a long time since. Let's talk about and I feel bad. Uh, horror movie villains like Freddy, Jason, Alien, Terminator. But Tyler, I'm scared. <laughs> they are scary. Alien, especially those Xenomorphs. I saw that as a kid, and when that thing popped out of it, when the when the alien popped out of the stomach, I was like, "Ooh, that's gonna happen to me, isn't Is that it?" Really terrifying. That, I was like six years old when I saw that. I don't know that. Yeah. I donn't know that terrified. Of course it did. It doesn't terrify me now because it's cheap effects, but back when back in two thousand one, that was scary. That shit was popping. That shit popped out. And uh, what do you? What, so between Freddy or Jason, who, who's your favorite? And the Freddy versus Jason, who, who do you think would win? Ooh, I like Freddy better. You, you like but you Jason, like the dream uh... killer. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know about you, but I I I do dream a lot at night. I don't dream. So that's why. Yeah, Ooh. I don't have dreams. Huh. So that's probably why that, Jason would sucks. be more scary to me because I have premarital sex. I think uh, Freddy is a lot scary to me. Scary to me because I'm afraid what's in my head. Oh, okay. So he, he, you're thinking he could take control of the things in your head and it could really fuck you up. I mean, do you want to lose control of uh, your own mind? That's oh, definitely freaky. not. That would be terrible. And not being able to Can sleep. You just... Like, I already don't sleep sometimes, so I know that feeling of having to stay up all the time. Can you just? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, uh, think about it. Let's put yourself in these kids' shoes. So you're in your dream. You know, whenever you feel utterly helpless and all this shit happens, like let's say you've had a dream where you kill someone, and uh, you feel bad about it. You can't go back on it. You feel this utmost dread. And real like depth of fear in yourself because you can't take it back, and then you wake up and you realize, nope, I'm good. I killed that some bitch. That some bitch is dead. Okay. I probably should use something different. So um, let's move. Hold oh, on. you still you still got something to say? Yeah, dude. Oh, we didn't talk about. Wait, we, you really we don't talk about Terminator. <gasps> The T-800. Terminator versus Robocop? Oh, oh, oh. Terminator would kick Robocop's ass. I think so. But, I mean... Okay. Are we going off of two things? There's one thing I want to know. Are we outfitting Robocop to move a lot? Robocop... Or move more? It, or is he just going to be stiff? On the, so, would you put it up against the T-800? Or the T-1000 Robocop. Because so, if it's the T-1000... T-800, that's So if classic. it's T-800, then I would use classic Robocop, not the new Robocop. That new Robocop the, it was, was... It was okay. Meh. It was okay. Wasn't bad, wasn't good. Just was okay. Meh. I didn't have a problem with it. I had a problem with the new Total want... Recall. That movie fucking sucked. Dude, I watched Total Recall again. It's the fantastic. original Total Recall? With Schwarzenegger? Yeah. That was great. Get your ass to Mars. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> it's entertaining, So actually. let's move on to Star Wars villains. Palpatine and Darth 
Vader. And I guess we could go throw Kylo Ren in there too if we wanted to. You like Kylo? Oh, Ren? I enjoy him. I think he was the best part of the uh, sequel series. Kylo. Yes, Kylo. I ben do. Kenobi. I like Kylo Ren. Oh, you mean uh, Ray Skywalker? Yeah, fucking Ray Skywalker. Oh. That she is Palpatine fucking stole the name of Skywalker. It's terrible. The Palpatine he survived throughout the entire trilogy. I mean the saga, the whole saga. Palpatine lives. What does what? Unlimited power. He clearly had unlimited power if he survived death multiple times. Huh. Maybe Anakin should have listened yeah, to probably. him. Probably he probably could have saved Padme. Made her into a freaky, oh, freaky-looking clone though. And then it turned out that the Jedi had the power to heal this whole time. What? Yes! That was the... the, the uh, Kylo gives up his life to bring Rey back. The last Skywalker Are gives his serious? life up for Palpatine. I'm Rey. Rey Skywalker. So does that mean they were married? Who? Rey and Kylo? No, they were not, but they kissed. What? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen the movie yet, have you? Why the hell did it kiss? I don't know. It, it was unprovoked, I felt. It, it wasn't earned. I never shipped them. I shipped her and Finn. Well, everyone shipped Finn with the other guy, so... They, oh, they wanted, uh, they wanted right. a gay couple. Poe? Yeah, I think that's his name. Anyways, so Darth Vader. The One of the best Darth Vader scenes is at the end of Rogue One. Have you seen Rogue One? Uh, yes, you remember actually. the very end scene? That Darth Vader scene That's was amazing. That's probably one of the best Darth Vader scenes ever. When he just... It's, it's all dark, and then he even... Tur- it's, not, it's like he turned off his breather, too, just to be dramatic, because you don't hear anything. And then you see this, the, the lightsaber, and then you hear... And he starts murking those people, using the Force and everything. That was the best scene in the movie. Yes, it was. That was a good movie, though. I did enjoy that movie. I watched that movie specifically That's, for that scene. Yeah, I, sometimes I skip to that scene. Just, just to... I, I, would, I would buy that movie just for and that And just scene. imagine, like, imagine that, that scene happening right before the beginning of A New Hope. That's, that was always cool. I like that, actually. I thought that was a great time. Yeah. It's just crazy. He just murked all those people, and then he acts real calm when he's on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and J- James Earl Jones does a real good Darth Vader voice. Is there anybody else? Uh, yeah. There's the I, I don't remember the other guy's name, but the one that did it for Rogue One. Really? Yeah. And then that same thing as I say, James Earl Jones. That leads me into our next villain, Scar from the Lion King. I thought that was James Earl Jones. What? No. James Earl Jones was... Oh, was it? I don't know. Maybe it was. I'll look it up. I'm probably wrong. Let's see. Anyways, Scar... What do you think about Scar from The Lion King? Scar? Dude, you can take the cake on this one. Okay. What do I think about... Uh, isn't there a lot of uh, stuff on this? To where people, uh, 
they make uh, theories about it that he actually helped everything out. But that doesn't make any sense because the Pride Lands were dead. Yeah, so he did, sh- no, he did shit for the Pride Lands. He fucking killed the Pride Lands. It's crazy people think he helped. Yeah, some people were like, yeah, he, uh, it was that cracked video where they're talking about how... Uh, oh, don't talk to me about cracks. That's a hack site. You really don't like them, I hate crack. I, I didn't know that. Uh, we've talked about it before. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I'm well, sorry. I don't got much to say about Scar other than I really enjoy him in Lion King, especially how his song in, um, when, when he's singing to the hyenas. And they're all marching like Nazis. <laughs> That's so fantastic. since I put not Nazis but Martin. since I put Scar on this list, you put Sid from Toy Story on this list. Yes, I did. Now put Sid from you want to tell Story. everyone why you put Sid on this list? I know why. You I know me? why he's on this list, but you want to tell the audience why? Why I put Sid on this list? Because he's the villain of Toy Story. And is he a good? You didn't is he feel... a good villain of Toy Story? I would say he is. Okay. So you're going to tell, sit there and tell me that him creating those evil monstrosities and giving those, like, toys... What's that word I'm looking for? Pete. Ugh, excuse me. Okay, thank you. So he basically just screwed those toys up for the rest of their lives. Yes, that, that was just evil. Did. And have you seen some of the theories people say? Like, if one of the, like, one of the toys dies, it's just like they're playing with a dead person. Oh, my God. Remember what Buzz and Woody said? They were like, oh, they're cannibals. Oh. Oh, wait. That that would be creepy, too. Yeah. But they were just trying to repair yeah, each they other. Were, they were just trying to repair that, each so. other, but Woody and Buzz thought they were cannibals. And you know what's Ooh. great about Sid is that after those toys fucked him up, he became he went and lived his life. He became a garbage man. So he, he's living the life for himself. That is true. You see him in the yeah, third one. Yeah, he's the garbage man in the third one. He's, 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 he's still wearing kid. that skull shirt. <laughs> Good for okay. him. Okay, so let's see. Oh, here. How about this one? Norman, the main bad cop from the professional, Leon the professional, played oh, by dude. Gary Oldman, who also played um, Zorg in An the old fifth man. Let's start with the professional. That scene... Whenever he shot everybody. And he's doing it to Beethoven. (laughs) What drug was Uh, it? I I I think they never really explained what drug it was. That was screwed up. I think there's theories of what he took, but I've never really looked into it. I just kind of accepted that he was taking some sort of drug. It could have been like speed or something. It's a possibility. He was was real sweaty. Oh, yeah. So that definitely means his heart rate or blood pressure was high. And just the way he, the way he's talking to, I love the scene when he's in the police station in the bathroom with the, with um, with Natalie Portman's character, and he's just like, "Who ordered the food? Who ordered takeout? Was it the Chinese? The Italians?" Oh yeah, that's. I love that scene. I love that movie just in general, especially the end scene. Whenever he's trying to uh, 
get Matilda out of there. Yes. And you really think he's going to get out of there, and then he just and doesn't. He, he knows it, Gary Oldman's character notices him, shoots him in the back, and then uh, then the professional Leon gives him the – he says, a gift from Matilda. And it's all the grenade pins. And, he's, and Gary Oldman just looks up like, fuck. Oh, man, you know, I think that tragic ending makes the movie much better. Oh, it definitely does. It, it, ma- it made it fantastic. What is it about tragic endings that make things better? It's because we can relate to them. Because life is tragic. It's not, life isn't always a happy ending. It's tra- life is tra- tragedy. I like tragedy. Okay, so what did you think about his character in The Fifth Element? Another villain that never uh, meets the, the protagonist. Also, really? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis plays a lot of ma- good guys where he never meets the villain. <laughs> You're not wrong on that one, are you? Like, yeah, he may have met Hans Gruber, but he him? never ran. He never like really ran into him till the end. And Zorg, he kind of he almost ran into him, but Zorg went out back onto the ship, and Zorg. Uh, well, I looked up his full name. I, I just call him Zor because that's his last name. Easy for me to remember. Uh, the way he he's working for the aliens, or whatever they're called, and he's trying to be a businessman still while working for aliens is interesting to me. Who else do we have? I mean, uh, he never really stuck out to me. Oh, uh, okay. Much. He stuck out to you? Oh, that's fair. Uh, do, do, do. uh, we got, we got Sauron. How, how do you feel about Sauron and Gollum? Sauron and Gollum. Uh, we can make a case for both. Who did you like? I, I, personally? I which, really, which I really enjoyed like? Gollum, uh, because I love the duality of him and the fact that he wasn't really an antagonist to anyone. He was just kind of there searching for the ring, but he was still like the villain of his story of, of his own story because because there's um the hobbit version of Gollum. i can't remember his name uh i'm gonna have to sit down and read lord of oh, the rings oh it's good books. i enjoy him oh we also got danny devito as the penguin we didn't talk about that earlier oh dude danny devito was awesome as the penguin he was fucking fantastic and it wasn't campy either. That's what I liked about it. I really did like his iteration of uh, Penguin because he was refined and he had a backstory and his whole idea was, I just want to find my family, which was true. But ultimately it was, he was a wounded character. I, I love, and I think that I love really lends a lot to, to it. Penguins when he says, we're going to kill all the firstborns and then the next ones. And the next ones until Gotham bleeds red with blood. I know somebody that I know somebody that can recite that whole speech verbatim. Let's do it. Uh, can you? Uh, here we'll pick different speeches and we'll repeat them verbatim. Oh, okay? I I got a villain on here that I can do that for. Tyler oh. Durden. Oh. Oh no no. Let's pick for each other. I'll pick one for you and you pick one okay. for me. Um, give me one and then I'll give you one. Hmm, what? Oh, man, that's a good one. Let's think about it while we talk. Okay. 
so what do you think about Tyler Durden? Do you consider him a villain? Do you consider anti-heroes villains? Uh, it depends on because your I definition see... of hero and villain. If, if, because if, I see his if point. If you're black and white, then there can never be an anti-villain. But if you believe in Shades of Grey, then there can be anti-villains. Um, I can, I can make and a case. Tyler, Tyler Durden is definitely a villain because he's a terrorist. Good point. And we live in America. In America, terrorists are the villains. <laughs> okay. I think his ideology is very... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think it can really speak to oh, you. Oh, definitely. If you, I, one of you first see it. It definitely speak, spoke to and, me because, uh, I, uh, for instance, my name's Tyler, so I related to the character a lot. And But as I got older, I realized he's not a good person. No, 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 you realize that. But that philosophy is it's very charismatic. There's something in there that we definitely uh, relate to, uh, relate yes. to in some way. So it's just the way that he goes about doing it is wrong because he shaves their head and he basically does the same thing to them that was done to him. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of crazy. He's trying to dr- stop the like, system. Like metaphorically, but... his balls were cut off. So he cuts off the balls <laughs> of the people who he feels did that to him. So, I mean, he's the vet. I mean, he has a point, but at the same time, he's the bad guy. So, uh, we're just going to say villain yes. then, because <sighs> he does try to stop our protagonist from not killing people. That, that is a good point. Even though our protagonist but, is but our you, antagonist. You can, you can still be a villain and not kill people. That is because true. not all, not, you don't have, because evil doesn't have to kill. Evil can just corrupt, and Tyler Durden definitely corrupts. It's that ideology uh, that uh, we could go in depth on something like that. Yeah, sometime, we could but, we could do uh, a total another podcast on Fight Club because you know you know I I, I can talk about that for days. Okay. Yeah, we can go. On. So right, we'll, we'll here's our here's our like. last villains that we got. We got Agent Smith, Sang Shun. Uh, Norman Bates and Patrick Bateman. Hmm. Who would be fun? I feel like uh, Sanction would be fun to talk about. No, you want to know who I think is a. You want to know who I think we should talk who? about? Medea. That is the best movie villain of all time. And whenever I say movie villain, I mean movies in general, and like in our world, because she's killing the box office, dude. It's terrible. And I'm in love with her. Tyler Perry's Medea? Yes. Medea steals Christmas? Yes. Medea uh, Halloween special? Pure evil. Tyler Tyler Perry Perry presents Medea on Ice? Is that a thing? No, I'm just just (laughs) being... <laughs> and the fact that you believe that could be a real thing is says something. Terrible. Yes, I can believe that. That's the thing. I could see that, that could happen. happen. I I could see Tyler Perry doing that. Medea Nice. Yes. I really, you know, someone pointed out the Medea movies to me and said they're all just the same movie, copy and pasted. 
Well, the other thing about Medea movies, which I yes, I have seen them because my parents are stupid and they like to watch Medea movies. Um, Oh, so I'm stupid for liking base desires. Yes, I do think you're stupid for liking base desires. Oh, so I can't like Medea movies. Oh, you can like them. You just have to accept the fact that you're stupid for liking them. Point taken. Go on. (laughs) Okay, so uh, in the Medea movies. They're all the same. They're all they, so she's a comic relief character throughout all these movies, and all of them touch on very serious subjects. Like I see, saw a Medea movie that had the subject of rape in it. How do you have the Medea character in a movie with rape? I don't know. I guess to be that strong rock, I suppose. I, it's just, it's, it just, it seems, it seems, I can it seems s- shoddy to me. I can. S- I can see where the rock comes from because you know, uh, we're probably gonna have to edit this out. No, well, I'm leaving we'll this because I, I like this, where this went. <laughs> so, uh, let's. Ooh, so we, I'm not we, gonna get into also, that. It's incendiary. We also decided we want to talk about the worst movie villains. The worst movie villains? Yes. Do you have any off the top of your head? Uh, the worst movie villains uh yes my least favorite movie villains are the children that accuse michael jackson of molesting them (laughs) yes and that was uh that was like a dual idea for us we do think michael jackson's innocent well actually my idea is this if we're just gonna put the antagonist and protagonist on something antagonist is stopping something and protagonist is moving they definitely stopped him from moving the groove so well he also definitely antagonist of his life yeah there's that too i think his plastic surgeon is the one that stopped him from moving and grooving that is just in bad taste you're the one that said moving and grooving talking about yeah a pedophile and being stopped by children yeah, but I was going at it in a comedic way, and then you just went all dark humor on me. That is comedic, if it's dark humor. Yours oh. was dark humor, too. What's your point? I, I'm saying we're both using dark humor to cope with how we, our feelings about Michael Jackson. Don't bring it up again, please. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you brought it up in the first place. Why not? Because it hurts my feelings. You know I enjoy Michael Jackson music, and people, if you if you listen to Michael Jackson music around people, and they'd be like, "Ew, you listen to that pedophile?" Yeah, I do actually. Don't talk about your pee. Don't, you don't talk about your something? pee because I can't edit that out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, talk when you're done washing your hands. Okay. I had to pee really bad. Uh, that's fine. You're still pissing? Did I, did I like, scare you from pissing or something? No, I kind of stopped because you were right. <laughs> no, you finished and then start talking after you're done. <laughs> I kind of forgot we were doing the podcast. <laughs> God. 
Okay, so uh, let's get off the topic of Michael Jackson, because, yeah. We're not comedians. Yeah, we're not comedians. We're not funny. Uh, I agree. We'll just piss people off. Yeah, I might cut out the Michael... I might cut the Michael Jackson bit out. No, I think you should just cut our names out. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want the hate comments? I'll, I'll take the hate. That's more fans for me. That's true. Because uh, if they hate us, then that means they're watching, they're listening to us. Yeah, they'll hate listening to us. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, okay. So, uh, so I think we made a pretty concise list of movie villains, and I feel like we voiced our opinions. Uh, we can definitely go in depth on a couple of these characters on separate podcasts. If anyone found our mm-hmm. thoughts on these villains interesting, uh, I definitely want to go in depth on Fight Club for one podcast. That's for sure. And definitely Joker. What's a villain you would like to go in depth on? Uh, Light Yagami. Oh, definitely. We could do a whole podcast on Light. I, I think we already did an anime on our manga podcast. We talked about Death Note. Okay, so, well, that's the end of episode two of season two. Uh, this is Tyler Manili, your host, and your co-host, Asa Perez, signing out.